Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from uh, Location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, guiding us through the program here for the uh, next two hours or so on this uh, this Thanksgiving week. So we uh, we definitely appreciate you joining us here on, on Thanksgiving week. We hope you're awake. Hope the, uh, some of that tryptophan is starting to wear off. But, uh, oh, oh it's good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Um, let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great. Great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I am still stuffed. Now I know you. Uh, you did some traveling to go see some uh, some friends, relatives. All that went well. Yes, yes. They, you know, close by. You know. 45 minutes, oh, maybe okay, an hour. Okay. Nothing, nothing extreme. You know, the, the drive on Thanksgiving Day is usually not too bad. That's usually everybody's there. Right. And if, like you said, if somebody is traveling, it's that cross-town kind of stuff. Yep, exactly. And and fortunately, uh, as much as I expected, uh, my normal work shift is Tuesday through Saturday. Gotcha. And had, uh, like everybody else, had Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday off. And I was scheduled to actually work on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured, like, wait a minute, the last two days, nobody's been out and about to deliver or pick up freight. Right. What am I going to transport? Right. Yeah, there was nothing for me to do. So, in a sense, at first, I was kind of like, oh, light pay week. All right, cool. I don't have to deal with holiday traffic in a tractor trailer. All right, (laughs) I'm I'm cool with that. Well, well, that's a good bonus day to have off. I mean, Thanksgiving Day, that's that's not bad. I mean, it's almost like... Getting the bonus Christmas day, but that Thanksgiving right, is right. A, that's a good day to have off. And, and and I've already checked into it too, and they kind of they kind of hedged their bets. They they weren't certain freight was going to be light, but right. they are also told me too after the fact. Once I find out if I want to, then th- they would allow me to put in a vacation day. 
just so the paycheck doesn't hurt that bad. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, it, the way I look at it, I burn one vacation day, I get five days off. Right, right. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, so good stuff. So you guys had fun. You had, uh, had a good Thanksgiving dinner. Did you, uh, I know we talked about this last week. Did you? Did you put some on the smoker? Did you put put some on the big green egg? Yes, yes, yeah. We we went we went to friends for the day, but I'm old school. I I gotta have leftovers, even though we brought a yeah. little bit back from them. I need my own leftovers, so we we went ahead and went out uh, ourselves individually and uh, got our own turkey. And uh, yeah, I I threw it on the grill uh, yesterday. Well, and you know that was. Um the uh, the same thing we did last year. I know we talked about it here on the air last week, but what I did, what we did last year because remember we're still COVID, right? Right. Well, there was one of the restaurants in town here that was doing the four or five course Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. um, because none of the relatives that we we would normally go to up north to spend Christmas uh, with the with the the northern relatives, right? Uh, and when I say north, I mean New York. I'm not talking about like Jacksonville, um, and. They were still on lockdown, you know. Right. They, and in fact, th- th- some of them are still on lockdown. Because uh, <laughs> yes, like, De Blasio is still the mayor, and up there. they are. Yeah, uh, but um, so we that was out of the picture for us. So we did the nice dinner out, mm-hmm. um, and then I went to the Cracker Barrel, and uh, and and ordered. I had to do it ahead of time, but I ordered food from Cracker Barrel and picked it up and had it at home uh, the night before. Nice. So when we got home from dinner on Thursday. There was day old leftovers in the fridge. Nice, <laughs> you know? nice. Uh, there you go. And it was I, I, what I did was like ordered like a meal for four, so we had plenty to go through the next week. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's what we did. And this time was uh, I, we did exactly what I said we were going to do. We uh, we, uh, we we house hopped three houses, went to three different people's houses, and they all gave us a little something something to take home. So I got uh, not as much uh, in one plate, but I got. Three times leftovers, <laughs> so I <laughs> get three kinds go. of corn, three times of stuff, and three times of you know turkey cooked. So there you go. So it's it it all worked out. Uh, it all worked out pretty good, pretty good. Now you uh your your wife got you uh Mrs Earl got you a, a nice little bonus uh, Thanksgiving gift. Yes, to, she earlier in the week she surprised me with an early Christmas present. I found out. Remember we were in Dallas at the USCCA. I do, I do uh, remember. We, it, yeah, cru- she and I were cruising around checking the place out. And ran across uh, our, our friends that we've been associated with from the uh, when we had the arms room up and running. Yep. Uh, Diamondback Firearms. That's right. Good friends at Diamondback. Well, they are good friends with Zach Brown. Okay. Who has Great his, music. Zach Brown Band. Yes, oh, yeah, Zach yeah, Brown yeah, Band. Yep, yep. Uh, and he is immensely busy. Right. With his band, with volunteering different things here and there. Yep, yep. And his own knife brand. Southern Grind. Yes. Well, the owner of Diamondback and Zach Brown are very good personal friends. So initially they were going to help Zach with the production of Southern Grind. Okay. Now it is more or less, I don't know all the details, and also I did have to sign an NDA. There you go. Non-disclosure agreement. That's right. That's right. So even if I did tell you, I couldn't tell you. So he can't tell you the difference between the left Twix and the right Twix. He can't tell you. (laughs) But... uh, they're pretty much taking over on production. While we were there at USCCA, I saw one of the models that they had, and I really liked it aesthetically. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a knife aficionado, but I know what I like. You're, you're, you're kind of a knife nerd. <laughs> a you bit, may say you're bit. not, but you're kind of, you're kind of a knife. We we used to call them uh, uh, with no, 
no, I don't even know if I should say it now. We, we used to call them uh, gear queers, and I don't mean anything <laughs> bad by that, except that you were very happy to get new gears, what that oh, meant. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay? yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, all right. I, 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 I could easily fall into that. <laughs> right. Oh, new. <laughs> anyway, yep. back onto that. So yep. I showed her the model that I was really interested in, and I kind of thought something was up because she's detailing, writing down description. She even wrote down the UPC number. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out later on that she started plotting on me right away. <laughs> In fact, well, you and I went back over to our booth so we could start doing some interviews and yep. doing some broadcasting. Yep. You, your wife and my wife said they were going to go, you know, spend some girl time. Oh, yep, yep. Well, on the way to going out of the convention center to go do the, the girly stuff, they swung back by the booth. Sneaky, sneaky. And she was actually going to see if she could purchase it then and there. But she was she was afraid she would blow the surprise trying to get a knife back in the checked luggage to fly back on the plane and she didn't wanna didn't want to blow the surprise. So she plotted even more uh, detailed. And last Monday, I'm normally off work on Mondays, she took a vacation day, so she was off with me, took me out to breakfast, and then said, All right. Jump in the car. We've got some place to go. We've got to be by a certain time. Huh? Load up. Uh, okay. So we start driving around Central Florida, and she's giving me directions, very vague directions. And lo and behold, we went over to the Diamondback Fire Firearms. They gave us a tour. I got tired of looking CNC machines. <laughs> got to take a tour of the knife production and everything. And now I have the exact model. Well, not you know the same model, not the exact knife. Of what I was looking at at USCCA, bam! That she surprised me with an early Christmas present. Let, let's take the break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about that knife before we jump into our story. Sounds good to me. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you for live from uh, Location Bubble. We'll see you after a break. The Keltec Sub 2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. <laughs> Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. 
that you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton, Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute, not the bill of needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Thanksgiving weekend here. Glad everybody could join us here for the uh, the post party, as uh, as it would be. Uh, we left off our first segment. Uh, Earl was uh, was was down at Diamondback. Our good friends over at Diamondback. Uh, uh, we, uh, Bobby, the, the owner down there, yep. and um, uh, and you got yourself a, a new blade that the wife conspired and colluded. Uh, with, uh, I mean, there was the, the 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 Jake Brown people. You got the, uh, the Zach the, Brown. I'm sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking uh, 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 we know a guy named Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the Zach Brown uh, people with the knife. Uh, you got uh, Bobby down there. You got everybody over at Diamondback. Uh, you got the wives colluding. Yes. I mean, this is this is the kind of thing they have congressional testimony over. But uh, um, you got this knife, and we told everybody you got it. But I want you to tell everybody what it looks like now to me, and I and I might ruin this. This looks like the full size. Original, uh, not not this like the CQC six or seven the Emerson knives that were a little little smaller. This looks like the full size Tonto bladed uh, uh, knives that that Ernie Emerson used to put out. That could be a very accurate. Uh, it does it wh- where you get most of that inspiration is Zach Brown did pay Ernie Emerson the royalties to where this actually has an Emerson wave. Op- oh yeah, opening feature on yeah. the blade. And I am a fan of Emerson Knives from way back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think probably before you and I even met, quite possibly. Yeah. yeah. And where I'm, I mean, I am enough of a snob to where if, if the knife doesn't have some type of 
wave opening apparatus. Uh, yeah, I, that, I'm not really that interested I'm, in I'm it. I'm not. Well, hold on a second here. Hold on. Let me let me lean over. Reach in the pocket, pull this one out. I know, folks, you can't see that. I don't know if you heard it or not, but that's my uh, that's my Spiderco with the Emerson Wave in it. You yeah. Know? So, uh, and I'm like I'm much like Earl. I've got a couple of really nice Emersons. That I've acquired over the years. We've got some friends there, including Ernie Emerson uh, and, and uh, Megan and Kane and everybody else. Um, yes. And, um, uh, but I, I, I can't bring myself. Look at my blade. I mean, it's sharp, but oh, yeah. I'm not even sure what you, that is. You on open there. boxes that's, with that all the time, that's, don't you? That's yeah, but that, that also might be, you know, Ugh. there's some backstrap on there, Wait I think. Is that and biologic? Ugh. That's what I think it is. I'm yeah. not smelling it. No. Yeah, no, definitely uh-huh. not. Um, uh, but I, I would never do that to a. Uh, you know, a three, four hundred dollar Emerson. You know, I couldn't do that. Right. That, that's what I told my wife. I mean, I've uh, before. Well, my my everyday carry is an Emerson Roadhouse, and it is my. I'm gonna say my emergency knife. Gotcha. It doesn't come out unless it has to come out. Right. I've got a Leatherman for general purpose stuff. Yep. This is going to be my Sunday going to meeting <laughs> emergency <laughs> knife. Yep. It's a little fancier. It's got carbon fiber scales. You know, it's got some of the later cos- I, cosmetic features of some of the modern uh, folding knives. You know, it's got the different standoffs in between the scales and the the screw heads. Just have that little two prong uh, hole where you need the special screwdrivers to take it apart and everything. Right, right. And it does have a. It's got a V grind, uh, straight edge tanto tipped blade and they they put a dip that's what caught my eye on this model right off the bat is they clip the tip of the tanto and they just put another angle of sharpening on it the um listen i love the tanto blade uh, uh the only thing i'd like i like as much as the tanto blade is the uh uh you know the uh, the hawk belly the hawk bill blade that i have and yes. the uh uh, and then the the rock style blade, which is like the cleaver style blade. Yep. Um, I, I I don't think I've carried a regular style blade in a very long time. Um, but that blade there has got. If you've ever had a Tonto blade, folks, and everybody, uh, anybody's ever tried to stick it in something or stab it in something really hard, and a tiny little tip crack break, breaks off, this prevents that from happening. Yeah. It's gone. It's he's taken it and he's put a, a tiny little angle in the top of the Tonto blade. Which is nice because it's put another angle on the top, you know, another another cut on the top, so another another cutting surface, cutting edge. So really nice. We'll throw some pictures up on there. Um, and and they call this model the Bad Monkey. Oh yeah. And my wife said, yeah, that's kind of appropriate. You want that knife? Like, yeah. Thanks, yeah, honey. Yeah. yeah. Right. Love right. you too. Right. <laughs> too much. But you know, li- liner lock, carbon fiber scales, got the pocket clip. Yeah, it's it's nice. I, I don't know. I felt weird. I was you know at the USCCA and there was there were a lot of firearms hanging up, hanging on displays and I was more jazzed about a blade. Yep. No, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. So it's all good for me. Um, let's um, let's move along. It is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful looking knife and uh, uh, good for Mrs. Earl. She picked I, a winner I was there. Say, yeah. And the biggest thing about it was is she was able she she pulled w- it off. She was able to pull it off and surprised me as well as she did she she realized we were f- geographically quite a ways away from the location 
to where I had a rough idea just because I've, I've been a truck driver in Central Florida for quite a long time. I know where different different manufacturers are and what towns and wait a minute we're going over this part of florida and i know this one's there i think you, i know what she's have up you to. had you been to the new diamond no i had so not. she had you she, she had, had you, me yeah. pretty much but i knew all right i know they're in this city i don't know where yeah. in this city but i could have, have been caltech idea. also yeah, over there yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite possible yeah, that's yeah. quite possible yeah for uh, the, for those uh, uh in not in the know uh, diamondback has moved facilities over the past two three years so uh, and Earl just hadn't been there since they moved to the new shop. So totally surprised. Totally surprised. Yeah. Yep. She yeah. got me. She got me. And that was that was the biggest thing. She and and also not only she she knew that I knew she would probably be getting me the knife, but she definitely surprised me when she had uh, made arrangements to get a tour of the facility. That's that's even better. That's even, was Zach there? No, he's out on, he's no. out on tour right now. Yeah, he's out on tour. He's out on tour. He, okay. And. Uh, they told me uh, Bobby, the uh, Diamondback owner, was floating around, but he was he was probably busy, so I wasn't able to, to see him. But I I yeah. did see uh, Cody and Sherry, oh, the man yeah. and woman that were yeah. uh, working at the booth at USCCA. Yeah. Yeah. They they remembered me and they remembered my wife because you know of her because she clearly had plotting. been there plotting. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, they enjoyed it and they 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 both. So are you surprised? Yeah, she got me, and she was just had a, she had a grin ear to ear beam right. and ah. I got him. I got him. Finally. Now, now, now I'm curious. And you know what? We're just going to we're going to do Diamondback and Knives and Zach Brown for the rest of the segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, when you walked in, um, was it ta-da, here's your knife? Or was it you took the tour and somebody handed it to you and said, sir, I think you dropped this? Or how did how did she get it to you? Uh, well, we actually uh, we we had to check in one window, had sign in. You know, she and that's when she she told, you know, prime, you know, she, politely as my wife could be it's like go sit over there i gotta do some talking all right okay and it's there. it's a it's a very nice lobby it's like a big log cabin oh kind yeah, of thing. yeah beautiful yeah, stonework yeah, 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 so yeah. i'm sitting there reading a boat magazine you know fisherman magazine reading because diving back boat. up their start folks making yeah. airboats yeah and uh reading that trying not to listen but unfortunately there wasn't much furniture <laughs> yeah. and everything so there's right. a lot of echo i can hear clearly and she's talking you know name and yeah we made arrangements for a tour and i'm like tour oh tour. My, yeah. tour. Yeah. cool oh, oh, oh. and so then Somebody came up behind the window, and unfortunately, he like like us has a very projection voice, command and, voice. You know, he's, it's a he's command talking voice, talking and everything. Yeah. And I can I can almost hear him breathing. Yeah, he's loud enough. And then finally, I I think she kind of like, all right, there's no way he didn't hear that. So, all right, <laughs> come on over here. Ta-da! Surprise! We're going to take a tour here. Sign this NDA and all this. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. And so we did all that. Walked around, saw everything, and she told me that she was going to get me the knife and it was actually waiting at the counter when we finished up with the tour nice so yeah, we yeah. ended where we started and then i actually able to i was like hey uh can i throw in that shirt right right yeah, so i got a got a nice little southern grind it is it's very nice yeah. hanging you know that was on the wall got got them to throw that in there too so it's a uh, it's wonderful and um i just want uh mrs earl to know you did a great job and um a Tonto Blade suits me well as well. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so no, it's 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 good stuff. And listen, throw the plug out to our good friends at Diamondback. Um, go check out Diamondback Firearms. Yes, uh, they're, they're they're good people there. It's good good quality stuff, all American made. You know, because Earl can verify it. <laughs> you know, it's, all 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 Central Florida made. Yeah, well, most yeah, of it. Most. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. There's no sense of them, you know, getting into trying to make their own uh, their own uh, rifle uh, grips. 
they use Magpuls. Yeah. You know, Magpuls right, cranking right. them out by the truckloads, right, so there's right. no sense of trying. Yeah. But, but still Southern made. Yeah. Alabama, oh, Alabama, yeah. Alabama right? And, uh, uh, Magpul no, Mag, Magpul's machines are in Wyoming now. Oh, Wyoming. Okay. Did they move headquarters to Alabama or something like that? Texas. Yeah, there you go. Close. Southern. Yeah. Moved yeah. out of Colorado. Moved, yeah, yeah, Moved exactly. the heavy machines yeah, yeah, next yeah. door. Yeah. Moved the light offices. That's it. Down to, down to Texas. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from location. Bravo. We'll see you after the break. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got time! ...to finally nice. quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You... ...org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for... Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Uh, this is Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you, everybody, for Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, the time with us, time with your family. Uh, or was there anything you wanted to give thanks for for the people? You just want to give me thanks, uh, my friends think? and family. There you go. Thanks to the friends and family, and I will, I will do it. I will, I will throw some cheese out. Thanks, thanks for being on Arms Room Radio for listening. You know, <laughs> we appreciate yeah, all listen, fourteen listen to of him you, kissing you know? up. All, what? fourteen, all fourteen. Of you. We We're listen. up to fourteen. Oh man! Well, I, I figured. I didn't realize that many people were listening. A lot of people home for the weekend. You know? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you know, right. The holidays, you got, yeah, you know? you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So they're all sitting around taking Nothing a else better. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, listen to these yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually just comatose on turkeys. Like, That's it. I want to change the station. I can't. Can, you know. Too tired to do it. Oh, I'm so full. Too tired. I'm so full. Uh, let's uh, let's do some uh, some Thanksgiving uh, some Thanksgiving facts here, and not just regular facts, but these are firearms during there the first we Thanksgiving. Go. Firearms you know, we that gotta, were used during the first Thanksgiving. We got to put our own spin on. Listen, because if you think the turkey came and laid on the table by himself, you... not so much. Although they are pretty dumb birds. I mean, you could probably uh, talk they, them up there. They, they can drown in the rain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, you get a nice moist bird like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. Yeah. Hope so. You just don't want to be in the muddy water. So. Yeah. Um, firearms during the first Thanksgiving. And I like to think of this, and I like to tell everybody that uh, remember the... Uh, uh, you know the, uh, the the Native Americans there. They they obviously uh, knew how to make uh, uh, stuffing and cornbread casserole. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, maize, folks. I think they knew how to do uh, you know the the corns corns and maize uh, is what they were good at. And they, you know everybody got together and blah blah blah, hold hands. Did you look up that part of the history for yourself? We're here to talk to you about the gun part. Okay, that's so we're we're gonna jump in, jump right in. Uh, the feast enjoyed on the first Thanksgiving did not hunt itself. Pilgrims had to forage and hunt before setting the table. Here's a list of firearms used during the first Thanksgiving. Uh, I like the way this starts. It says, imagine the feeling of stepping off a 100-foot long wooden ship onto the virgin shores of Plymouth, Massachusetts. And you know what probably happened? Probably somebody said, hey, you can't park your boat there. That's probably what they got. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, that's, that's a, I doubt it. I think yeah. that's what the Native American Indian sounded like in that era. Because <laughs> they didn't bring that accent over from England with them. <laughs> that's a, that's I, think, a, I think that developed here. Did you think so? All right, yeah, all right. I'm just, I'm just going for it, though. Um, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm walking here. I think that's if they land in Manhattan. I'm okay, walking here, right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That was actually an impromptu line in that movie. It was. Yeah. They, it they, was. They were guerrilla filming. Right. They didn't have money to close down the streets and all extras I and all know. that. Yeah. So somebody with a camera was following those two actors. Yeah. And they, the actors almost got run over by a New York City cab. Yeah. And the, uh, the actor slams onto the hood of the yeah. hood of the taxi. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. And, you know, because if you've ever been in New York, it's what you say. <laughs> it's what you say. Uh, I, I don't want to get too far off this. Um uh, I was talking with somebody who was just up in New York since I was up there September 11th. Right. Somebody else was just up there. A good friend of mine was up there within the past two or three weeks. And he said the same thing. Manhattan is still like this weird ghost town. Right. There's only like 25% of the people there that are normally there. Um, and, and, he, and he said, it could be in a New Yorker. He goes, yeah, you could stop in the middle of the sidewalk and it was okay. Because <laughs> you can't do that in New York. If yeah. you want to stop and look at something, read a sign, look up at a building, you put yourself against the wall, against the building. 
that's the that's the, that's the uh, the the yeah. It's like it's like being on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. That's the courtesy of walking down a New York City sidewalk. Move to the side, then you take care of your bit. Then you answer your phone. Then you do a text. You do it in the middle. You're gonna get the boom with the shoulder and hey, I'm walking here. That's what you're gonna get. So, uh, all right, back to, back to the topic. Back on topic. Back on topic. Earl the Blunderbuss. One of one of my one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Uh, for for folks, if you're not uh, familiar with a blunderbuss, a blunderbuss is, it's kind of the short barrel rifle of the day. Yeah, I guess you'd call it. I, I love the fact of yeah, it's one of the original SBRs. Yeah. Uh, the caliber on it is somewhere around 150. Big. <laughs> yeah, it was it was literally just uh, what do you got over there? What's over there? You got nails? You got spikes? You got crap? Let's throw it in there because when they would uh, when they would board or do a CQC, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, they would have this, and it would be that that clearing. It was the first shotgun, so to speak. Yeah. But it was a, yeah. it was a the blunderbuss was really. What do you have available for me to stick in there? Yeah, pretty much. And boy, did it have a spread pattern. Oh boy, boy did it ever, boy did it ever. Uh, let's see. So we uh, from there we go to the, uh, and I, and I thought somebody was pulling my leg with us. It's called the Michelet lock. Okay. And I thought, listen, Gary Michalik is not that old. <laughs> <laughs> But this is Mick with a Q, not with a C. Tough to pronounce, but easy to shoot. The Michelet lock was used the world over and, and regarded as a highly effective close-range weapon. Military Spanish military loved it as a sidearm, and it was quickly adopted by groups around the world who demanded a reliable and simple weapon. Uh, in short, Earl, it was the first it was the first pistol. It was the first like musket you know, short, short, short musket. So you had the, the blunderbuss, nice. okay. which just did the, the boomy out. Right. And then the, the Michelet lock was a, uh, like a, like a shortened, uh, a shortened musket. Um, so, so, so really, really pretty neat. Let's see. From there we go to, uh, we had the match, match lock muskets. We all know what a match right. lock musket yep. is. Okay. Um, you know, in, in use for, Already been in use for over 150 years by the time the Pilgrims get here, and still matchlocks in use as the uh, the French and Indians War start when the right. uh, when the American Revolutionary War starts. Now we get into the flintlocks there, uh, and we and we get into the uh, you know the the, the rifled barrels and everything else, which we had. Uh, folks, the difference between a matchlock and a flintlock was the flint was the spark that that, that charged the powder to shoot. In a matchlock, it was you lit like a piece of cloth and jammed it in there. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, you, yeah. There, there was a, a piece of burning rope yeah. in the arm of the the action when you pulled the trigger. That arm just full, fell forward and took the end of that burning piece of rope and stuck it in the flash pan. Yep, that's what ignited the powder and and set off the round, which was just a hair beyond lighting the fuse on a cannon. Yeah, you know this yeah. this was jamming the fuse into the powder you know the powder yep. pan. The wheel lock rifle, all right? Wheel lock rifle, revolutionary that offered much better weather protection than most other guns of the day. It could be carried concealed, and it sported a 66 caliber rifled steel barrel that dramatically improved the accuracy potential of the weapons of that era. Could take down big game beyond normal firing ranges. Most guns of that day, or again, we're talking about shotgun style pattern, you know, with no rifling. Okay. Right. Um, and even if you did have the match lock, it was just yeah, it was loose a, fit at best. Yeah, it was. A, it was a bowling ball rolling down a steel tube. There you go. Uh, so most 
most firearms of the day were only accurate to 40 or 50 yards. Yeah, beyond that, who yep. knows? Uh, and this lightweight design made this wheel lock rifle easy to carry. Now, wheel lock, so think lock. They were able to charge. Um, they were able to charge the firearm and put uh, the the load in there and not have to have it uh, and not have to have it fall out on you. You, know, you you could you could conceal it and you didn't have to worry about you know the your, your cap and ball falling out right right, uh, right. or cap and charge. Um, and then of course, well, well, technically not a firearm. It says here. Well, I think it is. Yeah, that's a it's, big firearm. It's a, it's a cannon. Yeah, it's, it's a cannon. Cannons are a staple of the time period. Uh, can't even talk about weaponry without ad- addressing the classic cannon. Um, it just, you know, it's a beast. I mean, uh, you know what I would love to? I would love to take a cannon and pack it like a blunderbuss and oh. leave it near, near like near the bay and let the ducks come. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we got duck for, I don't know, till Abraham Lincoln's president. We got ducks for that long. <laughs> Could you imagine you take a cannon and you throw it with five dozen 66 caliber yeah. matchlock rounds. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Do you imagine the spread on that? Oh. This would, uh, yeah, yeah. You would, uh, well, I, I guess you'd have a lot of duck soup, I guess, if you did that. Yeah, but, yeah. probably. Yeah, that, that'd definitely be a situation of you, you brung oh. too much gun for the game. That's it, yeah. Tearing it up. Yeah. You're going to get you, what is it called? The uh, the punt gun, right? Puckle gun. Puckle, puck, no, the, the puckle gun, and then the punt gun, the one that, uh, was like a giant four gauge shotgun that they used to lay in boats. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember yeah. that one now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and they 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 banned outlawed them because it was cruel and inhumane because you weren't supposed to be able to hunt fifty duck at a time <laughs> <laughs> or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. Thank you for joining us here on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Stick around. We get back after the break. We got more radio for you. Deltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. 
How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from, uh, where are we at? Oh, we're at Location, Location Bravo. Bravo. Location Bravo. Uh, you know, we, we just had, had, had a call, had a friend call us during a break. Good friend yes. of a good friend of a, uh, Earl's and mine. Um, uh, you know, it was funny because we we're talking about knives, so he called in. He's, uh, he's in. he used to be the Emerson guy. Right. He used to be the Emerson guy. Now he's uh, he's doing suppressors uh, for, what was the, what was the company? Dead Air. Dead Air. Dead Air Suppressors. Dead Air Suppressors. So it was just kind of opposite of what we want here, right? D- d- dead Air. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, we, we, ah, Dead Air! Dead <laughs> Air! No! No! Talk! Hurry up! Hurry yeah, up! Yeah. So it's funny. He called in. He's like, oh, so what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Like, like, you know we got to go back to the show, right? Oh, yeah. I'll let you guys go. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> so, talk to you later. Good yeah. to catch up. So It's been a while. So good friend, good friend, good to hear from him. Thank you, thank you, folks. When you uh, thanks when you pay attention, we'll just say that. Thanks for you pay attention. Uh, for those of you not paying attention in uh, in Illinois, Illinois, the, Illinois, uh, where the fighting Illini. Uh, let's see, in Illinois, Deerfield, Illinois. You may remember this case: the city of Deerfield uh, put a, put a ban into effect. Um, I want to say three years ago. Three years ago, it went into effect. It was before all the COVID nonsense. Yeah. And we're at the bottom of the second year of, of the COVID nonsense. <laughs> I like the baseball spin. There you yeah, go. Bottom of the second. <laughs> bottom of the second year with the COVID. Um, they, uh, they, put in a, they put in a law that said uh, an ordinance, a city ordinance that said no, no assault weapons. And, and they put it under, what did they try to say? It was a tax or it wasn't a tax. It was a fee. Remember, it wasn't a fee. It was a tax. Something. Yeah. Some kind of nonsense. They were trying to skate the law. Um, and uh, our good friends over at the Second Amendment Foundation uh, said, uh, they said, nay, nay, uh, it's, this is not authorized. You cannot do this. Uh, and it took a, it took a little while um, and, it, and it went to uh, it went to the state Supreme Court um, recently went to the state Supreme Court. What, but what happened before that with the, with the Second Amendment Foundation was they went to the appellate court um, above the local jurisdiction, the local circuit court. Because, of course, the local circuit and the local police and the local court all said, no, no, it's, it's authorized, it's legal. So the Second Amendment Foundation jumped to, jumped to court level, went to the circuit court level there, state circuit court level, and got an injunction put in place against Deerfield that said, um, no, it's, it's, it's illegal. You, you, the, the law... It's in, unconstitutional. Right, it's unconstitutional, it's illegal. The law in Illinois is clear... We have preemption. Uh, this is post McDonald, by the way. Post two thousand, what's McDonald? Two thousand twelve, two thousand two thousand ten. Um, so post the McDonald versus Chicago, uh, and it, it, so they did not have the authority to create this unconstitutional law that violated the Second Amendment rights of those members, of those citizens of the city of Deerfield. N- not even the citizens, 
But anybody, the way this, this, this statute was worded, ordinance was worded, anybody that was crossing through the city could not have one, whether they were Illinois resident or not, whether oh, wow. they were Deerfield resident or not. You could not have one within the city limits. Uh, so Second Amendment Foundation, uh, uh, you know, our good friend, executive director and founder, uh, Alan Gottlieb, took them to court there. And that, that, uh, that circuit level court, state circuit level court, issued an injunction against the city of Deerfield saying, saying um, sorry, you violated your state's preemption. You cannot do this. The law is uh, is now uh, in in abeyance. You can you cannot you cannot do anything with it. It's uh, it's being it's 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 null and void. Right? It's null and void uh, uh, unless it goes to a higher level. Well, the city of Deerfield decided to take it to a higher level, so they took it this past uh, I guess it was, it was six eight months ago after the the uh, Second Amendment Foundation ruling back in uh, I think it was March was the Second Amendment Foundation ruling, and they took it to the state Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court of Illinois. And the state Supreme Court of Illinois, there's seven members on the state Supreme Court of Illinois. They took a look at this. And this was, by the way, erroneously reported last week. And uh, I saw the story, even asked some questions about it, and we finally got some answers. What, what happened with the state Supreme Court was the ruling was reported as it's being it's being sent back down to the local jurisdiction for them to decide and that the injunction is no longer in place but it was a 3 to 3 ruling and with one abstention and i said there's no way you can't have a 3 to 3 no, ruling uh-uh. and have anything be sent down or go forward right 3 to 3 ruling means our ruling means nothing okay it yeah. means we are, we we do not have a ruling for you, all right. So, the questions were asked, and 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 those in the legal field got it confirmed. Their three to three ruling means nothing. It means it means the ruling from the state supreme court is uh is no ruling at all. So what 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 was in place before continues to stand. The injunction that this that the Second Amendment Foundation got from the state circuit court is still in effect, and Deerfield cannot have a law, an ordinance, a policy, a procedure, whatever it happens to be, against the position of military-style America's rifle. Yeah, AR-15. Yeah, yeah the AR-15. Um, with, with standard capacity magazines. Standard capacity magazines, exactly right. So, uh, anybody that was reporting that the state Supreme Court that ruled 3-3... Three to three, that uh, it had been overturned, well, that's just hogwash. So the next step in this, uh, Earl, would be, now this is coming up the state court level. This can happen a couple of ways. To get to the Supreme Court, let me see if I can remember my constitutional law. Um, For a case to get to the Supreme Court of the United States, it has to come up through the federal system, like say you get a a federal, uh, 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 like we're we're down here in Florida, we can get the, the middle district of Florida. Well, then the Middle District of Florida would have to go to the, uh, you know, the Sixth Circuit or whatever the, the you know, the Circuit District. Like we know, the Sixth Circuit um, out of Louisiana is the one that just heard or is going to hear the uh, the case with the vaccines. So, right, you get you get your your minor courts, right? Your 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 local, basically your local federal courts, right? Then you get your district federal courts, right? And then from there, it would go to the Supreme Court on the state level. The way it usually gets to you know to a supreme a supreme 
a U.S. Supreme Court case is, one, you have a state fighting against another state. Uh, and then the Supreme Court has to decide the fate between state versus state. Um, anything involving a, a treaty also as well is mixed up into there. Um, it, the Supreme Court is, a, is the appellate level for the, mis, for the military district court system uh, as well. But if, once it gets to the state Supreme Court, if it's a state case and it gets to the state Supreme Court, then the next path from there is it, and now this depends this is this is where where it goes it goes sideways and I'm trying to recall it sometimes it can go to the federal court depending on an if it involves more than one state or not right if it doesn't involve more than one state it can go direct from the supreme court the state supreme court of Illinois to the federal supreme court so i don't know if this assault weapon ban case and this uh, injunction against it because of the, the ramifications that could have in other jurisdictions means it has to go to the federal level next or to direct to the the U.S. Supreme Court. So my, my answer to you there is um, I wish Kevin Maxwell was here with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I, this is... I, I Quite honestly, I already had that probably yeah. 10 seconds into your, your uh, explanation. Uh, you know, where's this, Kevin? Well, this... And, and I think Kevin would say the same thing. This is one of those... The, the method for this to get to the Supreme Court, I believe, has two paths to get there. And it depends on the other cases pending. And if there, Are there any other similar cases pending in any other federal circuit? If so, it has to go federal circuit, right? If it doesn't, if there's nothing else out there like it, it can go straight from state Supreme Court to federal Supreme Court. So, uh, I and, and if I'm wrong, uh, you know what? Uh, Send me a text. I'll, I'll, I'll fix it by next segment. You know, we're going in the break. I got six minutes, you know, so <laughs> we can figure it out. Uh, Earl, um, let's see. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the bottom of the first, bottom of the first hour here. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, come back to everybody with the second hour. Hopefully, because the tryptophan is starting to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. Oh, hey, wait. What? We still got pumpkin pie, don't we? Oh, oh yeah! I, I, oh yeah! Sweet oh, yeah. potato pie, maybe. Sweet it's potato on. pie. It's on. Uh, and I guess some uh, some pumpkin pie ice cream on top of it. Uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. Until next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Hurry up, pumpkin pie. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. 
Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the location Bravo, where we uh, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. We got uh, we got about an hour left together. Try and stay awake if you can. I know the leftover tryptophan. This is day. This is day three, Earl. Day three of the the post turkey apocalypse. So. Um, are we into the flaming turkey wings yet, or are we still at just turkey no, sandwiches? Turkey sandwiches. We're still at turkey sandwiches. Okay. I think we went from hot turkey heated up to turkey sandwiches. Yeah. Now, now it's cold turkey. Yeah. We go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Uh, so thank you for joining us here, where we do uh, all things gun, all the gun time, uh, or we try to stick to that as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to talk about some turkey. In fact, uh, what we're also going to talk about is uh, who's in the room with me, because I'm going to go around the room from left to right, and on my right is the great great. Great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Hey, pass the whipped cream. I still oh, got boy. some pumpkin pie. We, we, that's where we're going. We're going dessert. We're going dessert right now. That's where we're, that's where we're heading with you, folks. Um, Earl, what is your preferred Thanksgiving dessert? Pumpkin pie. Yeah, I don't, I don't. well, a, a, a little pumpkin pie to go with my whipped cream. Okay, all right. So you, you're the whipped cream guy. I, I'll tell you what I've, uh, what I've, uh, I've been, I've been doing. I like the pumpkin pie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti pumpkin pie by any way. I just don't want the government telling me what to do with my pumpkin pie. No wait, <laughs> that's a different topic completely. I'm sorry. Um, the um, the uh, the pumpkin pie is uh, is very good, and you can find the find the pumpkin pie. Year round. Have you ever noticed that you didn't have to wait for pumpkin season to get pumpkin pie? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. They got? Uh, are they doing like genetic pumpkin cloning somewhere? Where they just well, they pumpkin they, they get them from overseas. You know, remember we're in, we're oh, in the northern true. hemisphere. True. Yeah. When we're in winter, it's summertime in the southern hemisphere. That's right. We get them uh, Argentinian pumpkins yep. up here. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly right. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that. That's true. I didn't even think about that. But um, the uh, I am a I am a sweet potato pie guy. Okay. Um, and I know it's it's darn hard for a lot of people to discern between the two of them. Um, but there's something to be said about a a, pump, or a pumpkin pie is great, mind you, but a sweet potato pie. In fact, when we went to um, uh, to Detroit and we saw Mr. Rick Ector from Legally Armed of Detroit uh, and, and Tanisha and his crew and everybody else up there. Yes. Um, 
Uh, Tanisha brought us a sweet potato pie. Yeah, I, I did. I did steal at least a forkful. <laughs> I mean, I've got a full piece, but I got a forkful. And it, that, it was uh, good. That, uh, in fact, you know what, Earl? That, that's actually what this, this stuff on my knife might be. That, ah, that, that was might, a while ago. It Ew. has been a while ago. Ew. But it's got a, you know what? It's forming a pretty good crust on Ew. it right now. Still. Yeah. Yeah, but it's keeping the blade yeah. from rusting. So, <laughs> so, oh, clean uh, that. Uh, that was August. That's good. <sighs> yeah. I keep it warm next to my, uh, my thigh uh, where my knife stays. But, um, I, I, yeah, listen, will I, if I walk in the room and uh, we ain't got no sweet potato, all we got is pumpkin pie, put it on the plate. You know, put it on the plate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, earlier, um, it was last week, um, I, walk, I walked into the house and it was one of those, uh, all right, I'm working late again, right? And uh, I had dinner three hours ago and now it's 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock and I feel like a little snackage. Um, and, you know, you do what you, th- you do. You open the fridge, right? Then you open the cabinet, right? Then you open the uh, the freezer, right? And then you realize there's nothing there, so you lower your standards and go back through again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I open I opened the fridge, and there was some pie in there, right? Oh, there um, you go. And I was like, okay, that'll work, that'll work. Um, and uh, there was some whipped cream, right? In fact, it was whipping cream. So what I had to do is I put it in a, a little shaker and just shook it really, really, really hard until it got to like. Light, lightly whipped cream because uh-huh. I wasn't about to whip it, you know. It wasn't cool whip. It wasn't cool whip. No, it was not. Um, <laughs> it was it was regular whipped cream, um, and uh, I then went through the. the I, I thought there was eggnog flavored ice cream in the fridge. Ooh, interesting. And I was going to put a scoop of eggnog flavored ice cream on top of the little sliver of pumpkin pie, but when I grabbed it, it was pumpkin pie flavored ice cream with like little chunks of graham cracker crust in it all right, all right. so i was shot. like oh oh so i heated up the pie and okay. put the pumpkin pie ice cream on top of the pumpkin pie Ooh, pumpkin pie a la mode then with pumpkin pie then put the whipped cream on it uh-huh. and then because it stays in the house i have a bottle of boundary oak sinful 69 which in layman's terms is is it's fireball it's fireball. Yeah. It's it's good comp, fireball, top notch fireball, um, and I put half a shot of that over the top of it as well, and then I ate that, and I went to sleep for about a day and a half. <laughs> it was just <laughs> absolutely delicious, uh, and I think it was probably because I took the bottle of Sinful Sixty Nine with me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but great stuff, great great stuff. Which, but besides sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie, what what's your what's your poison? Well, for 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 dessertus, and it wasn't until you mentioned it, I, because I was thinking, you know, edible, not dessert across the board. But for me, it's not Thanksgiving or Christmas or affectionately holiday time until public starts carrying eggnog. And I'll be honest, you know, I'm I'm Floridian, born and raised right here in Central Florida, and I'm not complaining. But I fully feel that, in my opinion, Publix bought. Uh, the formula for eggnog from a local dairy here in the Orlando area, T.G. Lee Dairy. Yep. Because I remember as a y- much younger man, that was the eggnog to have. Mm-hmm. Now it's changed. You know, it's okay, but it ain't just it, it, it ain't blowing my skirt up. Right. But now Publix has got the eggnog. Publix has it. Um, I think I mentioned this last year. Um, uh, how come I ha- how come I can't find eggnog during the rest of the year? What if I want an eggnog in July? 
So what what I did was I bought a five pound bag of eggnog powdered mix. There you uh, go. And uh, it's very it was very difficult to find, and I found it. Um, and uh, I would listen. I was like, oh, okay. That's, who wants pancakes today? I'm, I'd throw some eggnog mix into the pancake mix. Um, Interesting. I could take a water bottle and mix this into it with a couple ice cubes and shake it up and have eggnog. You know, wasn't was it the same as you know out of the store eggnog? No, no, no. But it was it was eighty percent. And when it's August and you want some eggnog, yeah, it worked. It worked. Get gets so, the job done. Yep. The only other dessert I can think of that's ever come close for me for Thanksgiving, and I, I don't know if what you're going to say, it's pecan pie. Yep. Oh, but yeah. pecan pie with chocolate chips in it. So Ooh. it's a chocolate pecan pie. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, it's it's like when you put those two together and you try them, you're like, all right, somebody's breaking a law here. This this just <laughs> this too, is too good. Yeah, too you know, good. you're not supposed to have these together like this, you know. Uh, it, it's it was it's pretty uh, it was pretty good. It's pretty I've good actually stuff, got so. half of a pecan pie sitting on my dining room table right now. Well, then uh, let's finish this show and get uh, the heck out of here. Hey, so. my dining room table, <laughs> folks. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We're going to get some pecan pie. See you after the break. <laughs> Deltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel. Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon. You can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak uh, Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak yeah. Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of Back military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. 
When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them, the founding fathers determined what rights our constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. 30 seconds. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Uh, we got a we got a good story coming up for you. This is um this is always one where normally when somebody else has a recommendation for a firearm. Earl and I just tear it apart. Well, and first off, <laughs> let me back you up a little bit because I know I know you went into uh, routine mode. You know, w- welcome back to you just stopped at Arms Room, but it's actually Arms Room Radio. Oh, okay. There welcome back to go. Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location <laughs> Bravo. I mean, it's, it's just I had, uh, I, I, it took me a while to correct him because I had to finish chewing the pecan pie that I had. Oh boy! And then, Earl then got I the correct. last piece. Yeah, and it was it was funny I told because you it was on that, my dinner table, the pie was only cut into two slices. <laughs> it had one cut right down the center, all the way. <laughs> uh, my see. pie, my rules. <laughs> my, my house, my pie, my rules. Um, you know, you know, we uh, we don't mean to tear up, and I, I'm not trying to uh, disparage somebody else's very well written story. This is over at uh, uh, you know one of the uh, the gun blog sites here. In fact, it's uh, it's guns.com if you want to go take a look at it. Um, and the question is. What's the best handgun? Well, I mean. Well, first, that's what we thought. I was like, oh, best first handgun. And then we started getting into the article. Then they break it down into categories. Right. You know, best first handgun for home defense. Best first handgun for concealed carry. Best first handgun uh, if you want a revolver. Best first handgun if you're looking at competition. Oh, sorry. If you're looking for a plinker. Yeah. Uh, best first handgun then for competition. Wow, that one for competition. This um, wouldn't be my first choice. No, no, no. Exactly, and that's what we're going to get into. And then, but oh, um, best first handgun for hunting, which is very nice, very nice. Um, yeah. So first lesson is uh, make sure you know all the facts before you start jumping on somebody else's comments or stories. Right, right. Oh yeah. Um, uh, in fact, it kind of reminds me of my my daughter. Went to her school. She's a she's a junior now in school, and she was telling one of the teacher slash counselors that she said. Her, I think her quote was, "My my parents won't." What did she say? She said, um, "They won't tell me I'm their favorite child." She my daughter was upset that they they wouldn't tell her that we won't tell her she's her favorite child. And the counselor said, "Well, you have to understand their parents. They can't play favorites." And she said, "Yes." 
but I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm an only child. Oh. Oh, oh that's not so good. That's wow, not so good. Okay. Uh, so this went from the, the the title of the article, and this could just be the be the people there at the uh, the editing staff, right? Uh, best first handgun. It didn't say like Earl just said the different many categories right. for best first handgun. Um, home defense, and, and and I think maybe what this person did, Earl, was try not to repeat. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, I actually, you know, look, you just based on the category. I mean, I'm, I'm going to steal this one from you uh, for home defense. Their recommendation: Glock 19. It also depends on where my home is, you well, know. Can we do that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it 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 is a. I mean, I I love that platform, but if we're sticking into home defense, not concealed carry, why limit yourself to a Glock 19 as a compact platform? Compact by Glock's own verbiage, original def- definitions verbiage themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go with a Glock 17. For yeah. nine millimeter, or I'd even, I'd even, I mean, I, I have an affiliation for long slides. Yeah. I would go with the 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 six inch or the thirty four, yeah, yeah, the yeah. thirty four or yeah. the the six inch long slide ten millimeter. Yeah, there you go. Because we're not talking uh, concealed carry; we're talking home defense, secured in the home. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm in in a home. I don't have young children. Yeah. It could be simply in a night nightstand drawer. Uh, when when I do know people are coming over, I need to secure them. Everything get, migrates into the gun safe, but yeah. you know it's just me and the wife. Yeah. So yeah, I it, find out a lot too when a lot of my friends come over. They're like, "What's what's new in the safe?" <laughs> All right, let's go. It. Let's come on. Let's go take a look. Let's go take a look. Um, but and then you lay down the rules, and I don't want to hear any dry fires. I don't want to hear any. <laughs> I don't want to hear any mags racking. You know, um, you got to go through. Got to go through your own briefing right there. Um, the um, the Glock 19, yeah. If I'm going home defense only, why am I doing 19 and not 17? You know, right. I, I, I don't get that. If this is the gun that's at home, I don't understand why it's it's the 19 and not the 17. Listen, and, and like I said before, if I live in Wyoming, uh, I might want this to be the 10 mil. <laughs> you know, because uh, the, the the Buffalo yeah. might be trying to come yeah, in. Yeah, you, know? you know, you know, home defense. Are we talking just? Two-legged animals? Or are we talking potentially four-legged animals? Exactly right. I mean, if I if I get a home in Alaska and there's a bear trying to come through the door, yeah, you've got yeah. You, you know, Alaska, Wyoming, you know, out west, yeah, you've got more more threat that you're concerned about of four-legged animals. Exactly. exactly so you need right. something with a little bit more oomph. Concealed carry. This is the author's version of concealed carry. What's the best concealed carry? Uh, they and, and this is not a bad gun. And no. There's a couple different iterations of it out there. There's the Smith and Wesson M and P. There's the M and P two. There's the Shield. There's the Shield Plus. All very similar with just minor different features. You know, one with the squeeze cocker safety on it. You know, one with the uh, you know the higher sights and it's just a couple little weird yeah, things. Thumb, thumb safety on a on a there you go on a striker fired pistol. Um, yeah, right. Um, uh, not a bad gun. But if you want to know, let's just look over here, look over there, um, what the uh, what the best concealed carry firearm is, I'm going to go with the Glock 19. Right. Yeah, the well, 17 should be the home defense gun, and the 19 should be the should be the carry gun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they chose this because I will give them credit that the Smith & Wesson Shield M&P Plus is slimmer. Uh, I believe it is. It is a... Single stack because it carries uh thirteen or ten rounds, 
standard. You can get an extended well, magazine. Remember, I have one of these in forty five also, if you recall. You know, the, right. the Smith and Wesson Shield. So it's it's a rarer gun. Right. But they're there, you know. And and my and again, not knocking it, my personal opinion, the Smith and Wesson M P shield is an American clock. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, they, you're very, you're very true. Very they, true. That that yeah. was their answer to the Glock. You know, yeah. Smith and Wesson needed to get back into that market share, yeah. so this is what they came up with. And like I said, it is a good, competent, uh, proven handgun. I myself, I'm, I, I am a Glock fan because my simple brain <laughs> has learned how to work on them and has learned how to operate them. I'm not going to say that. The Glock platform is the end-all, be-all for any and all handgun handgun necessary situations. It works for me. If you want the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield Plus, by all means, get it. Best revolver. Best revolver. Author's choice is the Colt Python. Colt Python. Uh, Earl, your choice for for revolver? Smith & Wesson 686. I, in the six inch, I think is is the premier gun. I think I could use that for hunting. It's it's not a concealed gun. It's not. I don't think it's an everyday carry gun. But if if I've got to have one Wanna bet, oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You just gotta you just gotta do the. You know, it's an eighty eight. Excuse magnum. me yeah. while I whip <laughs> this out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would probably go, and I love my six eighty six. I think if I only had one, I'd probably go six twenty nine now. And go yeah, with the forty-four Magnum. That would be cool. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Yeah. But we have to do go with just a little connotation of they're saying first revolver. The beauty of going with a three fifty-seven, you can you go all the way you know, down to thirty-eight ha- wide cutters. You, you can yeah. have it yeah. have it in the home. It it can do a dual purpose. It can have be in the home or uh, for concealed carry uh, with three fifty-seven Magnum full house loads, or you can go practice, go train uh, for a more inexperienced shooter with 38 ammo and it's going to have a lot less recoil we only got about a minute left we got three categories here we're going to give them to you fast the plinker earl what's your plinker uh me is a smith and wesson was it 29 20 29a okay yeah the yep. 22 semi-auto yep yep um I, I had an old 422 uh which is which is a version of it um i think right now if i had to pick off the market it would be the ruger uh 2245 yeah, and and I, I do have to admit, with this article, they're suggesting the Taurus TX-22 competition. Yeah, man. I've man, seen one. Man. I like it. I want to try one. Yeah. Because it, it's set up, you can put a red dot optic on it. That's nice. And it, it mounts to the barrel. It but, doesn't But that move. doesn't mean plinker to me. That means 22 competition. Plinker to me. I plink competitively. <laughs> uh, competition, this says uh, CZ-75. Uh, we're running out of time here, so I'll just give you the last two. And hunting magnums research bfr now we love that bfr but what we'll do is we'll come back maybe during the last segment we'll tell them to you um right now though we, uh, we got to go to break and uh, we'll be back we'll have uh i'm not sure if major bill's with us but we will have some fallen heroes so stick See around if we can wake him up we'll be back after the break me i started smoking when i was 13 i always thought when the time came i could quit no problem Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. 
And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got time! ...to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You. Org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. That's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Marine Corporal Adam J. Bias died November 26, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Bias, 21, of Salem, Oregon, was assigned to the 3rd Reconnaissance Battalion, 3rd Marine Division, 3rd Marine Expeditionary Force, Okinawa, Japan. He was killed in action in the Helmand Province, Afghanistan, while conducting combat operations. Bias, a radio operator, was killed while on foot patrol. He had been deployed since May and was due to return home the week after he was killed. His service awards include the Combat Action Ribbon, Navy Meritorious Unit Commendation, Afghanistan Campaign Medal, National Defense Service Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, 
and Korean Defense Service Medal. Marine Corporal Adam J. Bias, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960 and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Uh, Major Bill would normally be joining us today. Uh, he is, uh, I guess he's turkeyed out. I don't know, maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's a turkey riot somewhere. Probably. Um, I did hear that in where he works that there's a helicopter throwing turkeys <laughs> out. Of, uh, <laughs> I wondered if you were going to go there. <laughs> uh. And uh, and he's out there. He was, he was. He called us earlier. He said it was mass hysteria. It was just... He said, I think his quote was, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> so they're throwing turkeys from the police helicopter, trying to feed the, uh, trying to feed the less fortunate, and all they're doing is uh, you know, causing lots of damage and, and just birds splat everywhere. So uh, yeah. we'll, leave, we'll, leave that to, we'll leave that for the major to figure out. Uh, in the meantime, while he's, uh, he's carving up giblets off the concrete floor, a um, uh, pair, pair of Florida man stories that I saw pop up. Uh, um, and, and, and this one is i mean i think it just it just screams florida i think this one just screams florida bald eagle swoops in to steal florida man shark i i, I mean right i mean the only thing nice. that i think that's more florida than this is the one that was throwing the alligator through the wendy's drive through window yeah that was that one was <laughs> that was classic. pretty florida that was classic that was pretty florida uh with sunset on the horizon Chad and his uncle Darren had waited all day for one bite. We're just sitting there talking. Line got tight and slack. With that nibble, they reeled in an unforgettable fishtail. I was just reeling it in with my uncle, and he goes to grab the line. And as the leader's coming up, I said, I'd get a hold of the shark. It's a shark. It's a little baby shark. And it's probably a, what? what is that? Or maybe a three-foot shark. It's it's a little yeah, tiny yeah. shark. So it's it's it might be. Uh, you know, as big as a bass all the way around, a fat bass. This is not uh, not Jaws they're dealing in or whatever. Um, but before uh, old, uh, uh, old old Uncle Darren can get up there and grab it, this bald eagle sweeps in and claim the shark. Uh, I mean, he said, the way everything lined up, the sunset, I couldn't have asked for a better time, uh, said uh, Chad. The family grabbed their phones and captured the, mo- the moment down on the Dunedin Causeway. I said, folks, so you can go out there and Take a look at it. the 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 bald eagle stood there, holding it uh, and and pulling pulling at it with its uh, its beak, tearing it apart. If you want to see some really cool pictures, just go out there and Google "bald eagle shark Florida man" and you'll see two Florida men out there, uh, just uh, having a good time with the bald eagle eating their catch. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess the. The the shark, uh, he didn't do so well though. He didn't do so well. Um, the uh, but the this eagle, evidently the people, local people knew after they took pictures with it. This is an eagle that had been had a broken leg, had been down there in the Audubon Society, uh, and uh, she was in rehab for eight months. I've done some I've done some people in rehab for eight months. I don't know about you, Earl, but yeah, definitely. Uh, and we go to Vegas. Well, there'll be people out there <laughs> that'll be heading rehab for eight months, but um, yeah, she uh, she evidently just uh, the the eagle flew back. 
uh, saw the saw the, uh, the the easy kill and decided, booyah, got themselves a shark. So eagle eats a shark. That's a uh, that's Florida man story number one. Real, um, real quick, this Florida man myself yep. got to witness a bald eagle fighting an osprey. Oh, another uh, predatory bird yeah. over a fish right over a roadway. I was driving in town and uh, saw shadows on the ground, which made me look up. Right. And about 20 foot in the air, they're, they're swooping back and forth at each other. They ended up, lo- you know, the osprey had the fish. He ended up dropping it. And so I started slowing down, immediately thinking, all right, they're going to come down. And so one of them's going to try and catch yeah. it. I don't want to clip either one of them. So uh, I don't remember now which one went and got it eventually. But it was, you know, I, for just for a few seconds, I got to watch them. That is pretty cool. You know, fighting each other for it. That is pretty cool. I, I mean, I saw some, uh, and we're lucky enough where we live, there's bald eagles. Um, uh, it's not like Alaska where they're like, you know, everywhere. pigeons. Yeah, yeah they're everywhere. Uh, but I saw like a rabbit get hit, and uh, the bald eagle saw it and swooped in. And by the time the bald eagle was halfway through, there was a bunch of turkey vultures hopping around. <laughs> and uh, uh, every time they'd hop closer, like a pack of 20 of them, the bald eagle would just put its head up and look at them, and they would just hop away. Uh, and, and I guess when the bald eagle was finally done, it we went in there, and uh, the, the turkey vultures got their stuff. Um, Earl, do you remember during the uh, <laughs> the insurrection or the insurrection back on January sixth? Oh, when they were holding the doors open and let the grandmothers and their knitting the knitting needle groups. It was during tour, the tour of the capital. Exactly right. It was during the tour of the of January thirty sixth. Yeah. Okay. The capital tour. Um, there was one guy. Who had on like a like a green almost like a green army field jacket? All right. He had on a, uh, uh, I call it a toque, a ski cap, you know, a, a knit ski cap, you know, with a okay. ball on the top and everything like that. Um, I, I refer to him affectionately as a beanie. A beanie. Okay, I've always called him toques. Um, and then he was carrying away Nancy Pelosi's lectern. Okay. That guy. Um, there, there are plenty of memes out there where it said he looked like Chip Gaines from uh, Magnolia Farms. The the TV show on uh, TLC or okay. the home, home Network also. Well, of course, that's not who it was. Um, it was a Florida man. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> uh, and he was photographed carrying that lectern belonging to Nancy Pelosi out. Uh, he was 36 years old. Uh, he pled guilty in Washington federal court to one count of entering or remaining in any restricted building, according to court records. Federal prosecutors agreed not to seek prison time for him, but a judge will make a final decision at a hearing scheduled for February 25th. Uh, there's a plea agreement in place that recommends that Johnson pay $500 for his share of the damages. Uh, so he's got to pay a $500 fine. Uh, it does not say anything about, uh, you know, probation or anything like that. But the thing that astounded me in this was um, they're saying that there was nearly $1.5 million in damage to the U.S. Capitol. No. Yeah. That's what federal prosecutors are claiming. That $1.5 million in damage to the U.S. Capitol. Uh, I mean, somebody might want to alert the insurance company about some fraud. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Because we know there was one or two doors, right, internally. I think there's some few windows. Right, yeah, a couple a few, windows. A few doors internally. But it was not $1.5 million worth of doors and windows. I did. Right? Well, wait a minute. We are talking about the government. That's Mem- true. Remember those $500 hammers and those $1,000 toilet seats. Listen, you ever you ever you ever uh, you know, pushed one through on a thousand dollar toilet seat? <laughs> uh, boy, oh it's boy. an experience, huh? Oh man, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing there. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, so this guy uh, it looks like uh, he should uh, he should be good to go. And, and listen, there's a couple recently, Earl, that have filed the. Uh, no, I'm not taking your plea deal. Prove it. Prove your case. The problem is that these they're they're all still being held on no bond. Wow. Uh, in, in Washington, yeah, it, it's it's because of the the uh, insurrection statute. Uh, you know, no bond is authorized. So, Ugh. so that's why they're taking pleas because it's been the, ten months, ten months. So, and nobody's craziness. been charged with insurrection. No, it's it's ridiculous, folks. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from uh, Location Bravo. Location Bravo, folks. You're Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. For all of Major Bill's brothers, sisters uh, out there wearing blue, green, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your six at night. Uh, and uh, Always go home at the end of your shift. We'll see you after the break. One Adam 12, one Adam 12, a 415 man with a gun. One Adam 12, no warrant. Lincoln X-ray, item 483. <laughs> Don't go to bed with no price on your head. No, no. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios. It's Arms Room Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Um, Earl, last segment. Uh, we got like three stories left to talk about, and it's last segment. It's just the... Let's hurry up. The way it always... I got, I, I got turkey uh, left. Turkey's turkey dragging me down. It is dragging me down. Um, I think we got a, a couple of quick follow-ups. Let's let's do this. Um, right. we, we said we were going to talk about the... Uh, uh, the the best firearms when we were talking about best firearms before we did the major bill segment and we talked about uh, we were down to I, I think we said best plinkers yes the best plinker was the Ruger twenty two forty five folks uh, if you're having trouble following along uh, so are we we really just we're trying um, so the Ruger twenty two forty five was my plinker Earl your plinker was Smith and Wesson twenty two A I think it that's is. what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. wanted. Yeah. I actually wanted a twenty-two Ruger twenty-two forty-five. And the reason I will go with your decision of Ruger twenty-two forty-five, there is a plethora yeah. of aftermarket uh, accessories and parts. Yeah, it's for, like for it's that. like make it for uh, you know the, for the Ruger ten twenty-two. You know, they, yeah. it's the same caliber, so a lot of stuff they just retrofitted yeah. and made it work. But I, I do have to admit, though, I, I have handled. I have not shot this article's recommendation of the Taurus TX twenty-two competition and i like it uh it's striker fired uh magazine or high uh, standard good capacity magazine 15 16 rounds threaded barrel and it will take a red dot optic and the beauty of that is it is mounted above the slide that mount is mounted to the barrel so the slide reciprocates under the optic the optic doesn't move. Which is very nice. Yes. Which is and, very nice. And unfortunately, I am getting to the age with glasses. I'm having to look at red dot optics on all my handguns. My arms are still long enough where I, <laughs> I have not been there yet. I have not been Mine there aren't long enough. Yep, they yep. haven't been long enough for a while. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, oh, the next one was um, uh, hunting. Uh, a hunting pistol. Yes. Um, I, I Listen, I think you've got to go 44 Magnum or 10 millimeter. It doesn't matter to me whether you go revolver or you go auto, as long as you find good, reliable firearm in, in one of those two calibers. Uh, I, and I think for me, it would probably be uh, well. I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Glock. Yeah, you know, you know I've, I've got for that the 10 one. mil, right? I've got that one, and I want a 44 Magnum. And I'm not see because I'm I'm normally a 45, 44 Magnum guy, but but with the Glock, if I get a bear coming at me, you know what I want? Uh, well, 15 rounds, <laughs> not seven. Well, you know, yeah. that's a, see, 15 plus one. Yeah. Yep. And you get the get the right ammunition that's hot enough and because I've got some ammunition. It's a hundred and fifty grain projectile. It's screaming at like fifteen hundred feet per second. It, it it is. It is good stuff. And then finally on on this topic, um, the, the target model. Not the twenty two target model, but a target competition pistol. You had to pick one twenty two target pistol. Now let's go with 22 or just competition? No, in regular general? competition. So regular, reg- com- competition? regular competition with, um, well, we should do it in two. We should do modified and and and, and stock. Well, they're they're adv- advocating this for for the for the new shooter, and I'm not a new shooter. So I'm gonna have a tough time saying that. My just in my condition right now, competition. I would want to go with with a STI or something similar to that. That's a 1911 style. Packet platform right, right. with double stack magazine. So I'm looking at a 15, 16, 18 round, and a lot of competitions allow extended magazines where they actually measure the length of the magazine. So I'm potentially talking a 20, 21 round 
magazine or 20 21 round nine millimeter 1911 and you get compensators on them and all that they they don't move they vibrate in your hand with every round you you uh, fire uh, but the these are not for the beginning shooter simply for the price tag these are several thousands of dollars you've got to be in high high level competition to really make it worth that kind of investment in my opinion no no agreed for sure um i I, i'm going to go with um for standard uh and this is this is just old school competition um either a, a, a base 1911 which is every it's on the way out i get that you can't even compete with the 1911 anymore with the seven round eight round magazine um so I'm going to say basically what I compete with or when we go out is the the standard Glock 17. I'm going to Gen 2. Yeah. Because I just and that's all I use and it's probably got 10,000 rounds through it with and all I do is just dump oil on it and if it ever stops I'll clean it, you know? Cuz <laughs> uh, my competition gun. I'm waiting for it to fail. Again, I want it to fail on me with, with because then that's a test of my skills to stay alive during a real firefight. You know, you go out there with a clean gun all day long, I'm never going to be able to simulate that. Did, so. Didn't we have we went to a competition a steel match and we had what do we have bad ammo or something yeah. like we had we, we had did, something we were first bad, like bad ammo, yeah. oh we got to you know get rid of it fix this no this problem will be a good training exactly simulation right. so exactly we continued right, yeah. we continued in a competition albeit a fun friendly small competition with malfunctioning ammo yeah. So we, yeah. you know, so we, you know, we're going to, we're going to be tap rack yeah. banging. Work the problem. Work the know, problem all day long. Yep, and we did, and we still came in. And, yeah, we still did third or four or something like good. that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then if I was going to go with, uh, you know, modified, it would just be a Gucci Glock, whether it was a uh, Lone Wolf or, oh, uh, what's the other guys down in uh, South Florida? Um, uh, Boresight Solutions. Boresight, that's definitely one of them. Um, there, there's, there's. Uh, Agency are there's so many companies now that modify, modify Glocks. I can't keep up with all of them. Uh, understood, understood. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot. There's there there is for sure, and I cannot remember the name of them. It's gonna drive me nuts. As soon as <laughs> soon as we say goodbye, you're gonna hear me screaming it over the ah, top. Ah, that table. was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Let, uh, move on from there. So that one's done. Um, we've got three minutes left. Beto, Beto's back. Beto O'Rourke, I'm going to take your AR-15s. Yeah, hell yes, we're going to take your ARs. That's right. You mean Robert Francis O'Rourke? That's right, Robert Francis O'Rourke. But you can't be the mayor of uh, of, uh, of El Paso when your name is Robert Francis. It's got to be Beto. Uh, it's just like uh, old uh, de Blasio. Uh, his name was uh, Wilfred Wilhelm before he changed it. Yeah. So I, lo- I love how one, one, uh, whatever uh, debate was going on that Beto just – unannounced unexpected just starts addressing everyone in spanish and it wasn't the greatest spanish either yeah it wasn't the greatest and the crowd was maybe one percent spanish so yeah, like, hey. yeah, it just doesn't matter <laughs> oh, wait a minute. my my extent of my spanish okay yeah okay 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 uh uh, Beto was, uh, wants to be the governor of Texas now. He's uh, he's fighting against the current governor and our and our friend, uh, retired congressman, retired uh, or former head of the Texas Republican Party, uh, retired lieutenant colonel from the army, Alan West. So Alan uh, West is going to walk away. With oh, yes, he, he is. He is. And then you and I might be moving to Texas. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're trying to wrap up stories here. We got uh, Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. 
Atlanta. I'm just going to say this. If you're a felon, a convicted felon, and you want to go to the airport and you forgot your gun was in your baggage Ugh. and the TSA finds it and they say, hey, sir, come on over here. Take a look. Um, the proper thing to not do is jump across the screening area, reach into the bag, grab the firearm, have the firearm go off. Oh, no. The bullet luckily stayed oh, within no. the baggage and everything else that was in there. Then grab the gun and free the airport. Flee the airport. Wow. Having just given them your ID <laughs> because you were in the TSA screening line. Oh, my God. Okay. How many charges did he just Oh, boy. Add? Oh, boy. And I don't even know if they've caught this guy yet or not, uh, but it was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, like the easiest felony warrant ever. That's just, just happened. Luckily, nobody was done. I think maybe next week we'll talk about how the TSA current screening process is a failure designed to kill thousands. So yeah, uh, I'll give you that. But listen, folks, until next week, uh, thank you for joining us on this Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we've had a great time. I uh, hope Major Bill's doing well, cleaning up uh, turkey fragments in South Florida. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's God is his witness. He thought turkeys could fly. Um, and uh, it's been a good time. Earl, you got, you got to, what, are you, what are you doing? What's the snack on the way out? What are you doing? What do you get when you get home? Oh, I'm full. I, I, I got to have to. I, I got to give it time to rest and settle. I've I've, I've got multiple options. I, I see. I you know, I gotcha. Waldorf salad. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Or oh pumpkin boy. pie, That's... turkey. Folks, until next yeah. week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready, and remember, keep your head on a swivel, especially now that you can't move that quickly because you're full. Blur. <laughs> If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com.